Welcome to Library Lines, the voice of your Sussex County Library. I am Jerry Galante. And I'm Regina Bone. And we have a third episode for you today. I can't believe it. We I made, know. We made it to three episodes. I know, I know. I, I know I said it last time, but we haven't been fired yet, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoyed the first two. We had our interview last week, our first interview last week. Yes, yes. Lee Wilkinson, the coordinator of our Youth Services Department. So this one will definitely be a shorter episode since we don't have an interview this time. But we will be talking about reopening, the word on everyone's lips. Right now, the library system is open at quarter capacity in all our buildings. We are still offering the grab-and-go pickup, but now you are also able to come into the building as long as you make an appointment first. To do that, we are using a system called PickTime, which anyone can access from picktime.com. So it's P-I-C-K-T-I-M-E dot com slash S-C-L-S for Sussex County Library System. And on there you can choose your library and then what service you'd like. So for the libraries, there's basically three overall services. There's the grab and go, which is if you have something on hold and you get a notification either via email or phone, that your item has arrived and is ready for pickup and you can schedule to come pick it up it'll already be checked out to you it'll have the first three letters of your last name followed by your first initial in a bag and you take it and go so you don't have to interact with the library at all in case you're still worried about the virus but then there's also two other new options which are a branch visit which are limited to 45 minutes and occur at the top of every hour so make sure you get there at the top of the hour, because regardless, 45 minutes after the hour, you will have to leave the building, because we are taking 15 minutes to sanitize after each session. And then the other option is for computer use in the branch visit, which means that you need to use the computer when you visit, and the computer use is limited to a half hour within your 45-minute visit. So you have a 15-minute leeway for logging on or printing or whatever else you need to do. So that's basically how the services are laid out. Some of the libraries have teen and adult computers, so you'll see the difference there. But for the most part, everything is the same at every branch. And I believe today is the beginning of our third week of the branch visits. That sounds right. That people can now come into the library. Yeah. And I have to say it's been working very well. Yeah. The system works pretty well. Everyone has been scheduling themselves, which is great. We really appreciate that because of the restrictions that we have in terms of the number of people allowed in the buildings, we are requiring an appointment ahead of time. So we appreciate everyone's help in doing this. It's really sort of a we're all in this together type situation, mm -hmm. so it's very helpful. And also we're restricting patrons to one visit per day. Correct. One per branch. Right. I was about to say, <laughs> right, per building per day. Per building. Just for an exposure factor. That's the entire reason for the 45 minutes in general is because, you know, the longer that you're in the building, the longer you're sharing the air, so to speak. So we're better off with one per day per building. So we just want to remind people to please make an appointment. And if you have a problem doing it online, please feel free to call up your branch and to make an appointment through them. Right. We can always help you through it and we can book you on our end. No problem. All right. We're going to highlight some of our book clubs that are found here in the Sussex County Library System. Because of the situation, all of these will be through Zoom, 
and it looks like we're going to be talking about four of them, three of which are for our youngest patrons. The first one is called Dealing with Dragons Book Club. It is every Tuesday through August 18th from 3 to 4 p.m. It's for children ages 10 and up. In it, Miss Christine reads from Dealing with Dragons by Patricia C. Reed. And each week, Miss Christine will read two chapters aloud, followed by a book discussion. And an ebook is available on Hoopla. So if you have any problems getting the hard copy, don't forget Hoopla is available. The next book club is Teens Read to Toddlers, which is every Friday through August 21st from 11 to 11.45 a.m. And it's recommended for children ages 2 to 6. Each session features at least one teen reading a book he or she has chosen as an excellent story to read aloud. The book has been pre-approved by a library staff member, and that staff member will also be on hand to moderate the session. So it's great to get the kids involved with the other kids. Oh, absolutely. And the next one is called Renegades Book Club, August 17th from 3 to 4 p.m. A discussion of Renegades, the first book in the superhero Renegades trilogy by Marissa Mayer. Audio edition available on Hoopla or print copy can be requested. Book recommended for ages 13 through 18. And finally, we have our adult book club, which is called the Virtual Book to Movie Club. And it will be August 20th from 4 to 5 p.m. This month's title is Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly. First, they're going to discuss the book and then discuss the movie. It is also available as a physical copy, ebook or e-audio through Cloud Library, and also on Hoopla in the same formats. So, Regina, while we're speaking of events, summer reading is still going on, and it will be ending August 22nd. So, if you haven't already signed up on Read Squared, please do so. There's plenty of time left. And get your points in. Read as many books as you can in two weeks. Lightning round. <laughs> there are a lot of great prizes to be had. Yes. There are also some more uh, things that we're outlining here on the calendar of events. So Regina has a couple for Juvenile that she'd like to talk about. All right. Coming up on August 15th, it is a Saturday at 3 p.m. Again, this is a, actually it's a Facebook live event. It's called Imagine Your Story with Jonathan Kruk. Children of all ages are invited to join master storyteller Jonathan Kruk for a live performance so engaging they'll become part of the story. Jonathan will appear live in our school's Out Storytime Facebook group. If you're not already a member of the group, join today and get in on all the fun crafts and story times. So again, that's August 15th, 3 p.m. Mark your calendars for that. Also, the Saturday right after that, August 22nd, that is the end of our summer reading club. And with that, we are going to have a, a wrap up with unique creatures via Zoom. It's a whole host of animals of all different types. If you haven't seen them before, you're in for a really big treat. Learn about new habits, environments, diets, and more of all these great animals. It's also one more chance to earn 100 bonus points. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> I'm into animals, so I would definitely see that. Maybe I can sneak my way into the Zoom call. Do you have a favorite animal, Jerry? Uh, for some reason, when you were mentioning this, when you said unique creatures, all I thought of was the eye-eye, and I don't know why that would be the case. Do you know what the eye-eye is? No. Okay, apparently not. <laughs> um, <laughs> the eye-eye, I believe, is a marsupial, but it has like these really long fingers that it uses to pull bugs out of trees oh, and stuff, cool. and it... Um, has giant eyes, so okay. I, I actually makes sense. 
I've seen them a couple times in zoos, and it's usually because they're nocturnal. The eyes are so big. But uh, they're, I think they're not. I mean, I could, this could be totally wrong. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. don't take zoological advice from a podcast. Folks. Um, but no, I, it's, I don't know why that was the first animal that popped in my head. So I guess that's also my spirit animal for some reason. Oh, okay. But don't expect an I.I. during the Zoom Unique Creatures program. We're not guaranteeing that either. Right. So Right. <laughs> Correct. We, we are guaranteeing a, a great time. Correct. Our opinions are not necessarily those of the Sussex County <laughs> Library System. So in terms of adult programs that we have coming up, on August 13th from 10 to 2 p.m., we have Reclaiming Our Voice, New Jersey's Role in the Fight for Women's Suffrage. President of the New Jersey Women's Suffrage Association from 1912 to 1920, Lillian Ford Feckert, played a key role in the passage of the 19th Amendment, which granted women the right to vote. After the amendment passed, Ms. Feichert went on to help organize the Women's League of Voters in New Jersey and was the first woman from New Jersey to run for the U.S. Senate. Historian and storyteller Carol Simon Levin portrays Feckert to recount the role of New Jersey women in the long struggle for women's suffrage. Her presentation will be followed by a Q&A session. So this is available via Zoom, and you have until the 13th, of August to register. This is a big year for women's suffrage since it's the 100th anniversary. Yeah, I've seen Carol perform or present in the past and she does a fantastic job. I love the historical reenactment stuff. I find that really interesting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when someone really gets into the character. And she does. She comes usually comes in dressed up and like you said, in character. Very cool. All right, so Regina and I were speaking earlier that we can't wait for fall. Because this summer is kicking our butts in terms of the heat, right? Oh, it's August. I cannot wait yeah. for the cool weather to set in. And with that comes fall books. Yes. So in addition to the six titles that James Patterson has coming out this fall, <laughs> we decided to highlight some other ones for you guys. <laughs> so I'll go first here. I have The Invention of Sound by Chuck Palahniuk. It comes out September 8th. A horror novel about a Hollywood sound designer turned serial killer who records the screams of her victims, a father's desperate search for his missing daughter, and a contagion that sweeps the country. Sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. All too familiar, actually. You're a murderer? No. That records the screams <laughs> of her victims? <laughs> Simply the last line there. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. And what I'd like to highlight is a book by Ruth Ware. You might remember Ruth Ware if you read The Woman in Cabin 10 from a few years back very popular book she has a new one coming out on september 8th called one by one when an off-site company retreat is upended by an avalanche that strands them in a remote mountain chalet eight co-workers are forced to set aside their corporate rankings and mutual distrust in order to survive now does that sound familiar it does why is that Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> of the Ag Agatha Christie story. Yes, Ruth Ware has been compared to Agatha Christie based on her first few books. And this one, very closely related to her book, and then there was none. The next title here I have is Just Like You by Nick Hornby. It comes out September 29th. He's the author of High Fidelity, About a Boy, and A Long Way Down. In this story of a romance between a 40-something woman and a 20-something man... Hornby bridges the age gap and explores the couple's class and cultural divides as they reckon with true love. Have you ever read anything by Hornby? I have not. Oh, I've seen High Fidelity, the film, but I've never actually read anything by him. Yeah, I have not seen that one. I've seen About a Boy. Mm -hmm. Very funny. Very funny movie. I highly recommend that one. 
What I like to mention now is The Exiles by Christina Baker Klein, coming out September 15th. She is the author of Orphan Train, very popular book from a few years back. In this, she imagines the lives of three women seeking new beginnings in 19th century Australia. Two English convicts and an Aboriginal orphan endure hardships and find opportunities as Klein dissects the country's growing pains. I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that one. Absolutely. Something else people will be looking forward to, we don't have a plot summary yet for this. November 24th, which seems a long time from now, but probably won't be. Um, <laughs> Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein, the aptly named sequel to Ready Player One. I think people are ready for that to come out since Ready Player One was such a big hit. I will mention one more. Another very popular author, Alice Hoffman's coming out with Magic Lessons on October 6th. In this, she returns to the story of the Owens family with another prequel to Practical Magic. This one taking place in 17th century Salem, where matriarch Maria Owens is accused of witchcraft. Ooh. Another film. This is strange. I know. All these are were films, right? That's really <laughs> weird. That's how popular they were. Yeah. yeah. Those are your fiction titles, I think, that we just wanted to highlight for the fall. So we have some nonfiction here, too. Someone else whose titles have been turned into popular media, Margaret Atwood, is coming out on November 10th called Dearly. It's a collection of poems, and it's her first collection of poetry in over a decade, and addresses such themes as love, loss, the passage of time, the nature of nature, and zombies? Are zombies coming back? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I sort of hope not. I'm not a huge zombie person. I don't know how you feel about zombies, but I think I'm sort of... I never got into that first craze with zombies, but mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe she's... Uh, maybe this one will be... Maybe I'll check it out. I'm going to assume not a huge collection of the poetry is, is uh, yeah. related to zombies, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I like to mention The Captain. This is a biography by David Wright, coming out October 13th. The New York Mets seven-time All-Star and former team captain reflects on the experiences, hard work, and love of baseball that shaped his achievements as a 14-year career veteran, franchise holder, and two-time Golden Glove award-winning third baseman. He's a very much-loved player, especially you know, especially with Mets fans. Yep. And I think that'll be a popular book, and a lot of people will be looking for it. I'd like to take a tangent here, if I could. Okay. Oh boy, that didn't sound interesting. <laughs> so, I've had this idea for a TV show starring David Wright and Alex Rodriguez, and it's called The Hot Corner, and they are neighbors, and David Wright is the very buttoned-up neighbor, and A-Rod is the very, like, loud party neighbor, and it's just a sort of take on the odd couple, but it's with the two of them. So, you know, like the beginning is like A-Rod riding his riding mower and he goes right over David Wright's flowers, you know, that kind of thing. Because <laughs> they were both third basemen in New York. So, you know, third base is the hot corner. So, anyway, I, I don't think I'm going to be getting any deals on this, but. <laughs> I like the idea. I like it a lot. I'm a big fan of The Odd Couple, my favorite go. show ever. All right. So, uh, they've tried to reboot that one many times. So, oh, yeah. maybe this one will work. All right. So, here's hoping. <laughs> Hey, anything can happen, right? This is New Jersey. Okay, this one is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever, a memoir of friendship, loyalty, and war by John Donahue and J.T. Malloy. This also comes out November 10th. A U.S. Marine Corps veteran turned merchant mariner recounts how, in 1967, he accepted a neighborhood challenge to sneak into Vietnam 
track down local friends on the front line, and share beer over messages of love from home. Mm. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, that sounds really good. I have a question for you, Jerry. Another Uh-oh. one. Are you Hit a me. Seinfeld fan? I am. Okay, me too. And Jerry Seinfeld has a new book coming out, first one in many years, called Is This Anything? It's coming out on October 6th. In it, he's collecting material from Half a Century in Comedy, a chronologically arranged selection of favorite skits and memories by the iconic funny man. Do you have a favorite episode? Oh, boy. I knew this was coming. Um, I, For some reason, I really love the one when, when George is interviewing for Kruger and his fo- his photograph is on Kruger's <laughs> desk because he like the his Kruger's kids like stole his his uh bathing suit and threw it in the ocean so uh or not his bathing suit I'm sorry his regular clothes and threw it in the ocean when they were all at the beach so he tries to get himself photoshopped out of the photo but the guy takes the wrong guy out so then they have to get a photo of Kruger without his shirt on and it's also the one where Kramer has the meat slicer and Elaine's neighbor the power goes out so the cat can't eat the automatic feeder while the, while the neighbor's gone, so they're slipping meat under the door. Anyway, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite. I don't know why that one always sticks in my head, but that's one that always sticks in my head. How about you? Yeah, I love those episodes with Kruger. And oh, he's great. He's very, very funny. Any episode, I'm, I'm going to mention another recurring character mm. with uh, Crazy Joe Davola. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any one of those okay. uh, gets me going. Probably my favorite one is when he uh, is the clown. And, mm-hmm. and he goes to the uh, the opera, Pagliacci, Pagliacci. And, and haunts them. It's, oh my gosh, it, oh, yeah. that gets me every time. So so looking forward to the uh, this new work by Jerry Seinfeld. It's funny too, watching that show now, it really holds up, but there are some episodes where things are completely ruined if people have cell phones. It's very weird. Like there's the one where they're, they're lost the parking garage, and yeah. this would all be solved if right. everyone just had a phone. Right. Yeah. It's just very funny how when you watch it now, it's a weird feeling. It really feels old now, even yeah. though I wouldn't think it would. In that way, it's dated, but mm-hmm. cell phones did start to creep in mm-hmm. towards the end of the series. Right. And they had some jokes about those, too. But right. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. I know. As time goes by. I know. All right. Well, yeah. Check those books out. We are fortunate to have two book reviews from a couple of our staff here at the Sussex County Library System. The first one is from Jen Sunda from Sussex Wantage Branch, and the second one is from Christine Clear from the Franklin Branch. Hey everyone, this is Jennifer Sunda. I'm a senior library assistant at the Sussex Wantage Branch. My pick today is not a new book, but it is one of my all-time favorites, and the one that I choose whenever I'm asked for a staff recommendation or even just out in public. Uh, It's called The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. At the end of the very first page, I swear I was hooked and I could not put it down. It combines humor and excitement, drama and love, and creates one of the most heart-wrenching yet absolutely heartwarming stories that I've ever read. But the best part is that it's told from the perspective of the dog. It's fantastic. Get ready for an emotional roller coaster for sure. Uh, they always say the book is better than the movie, but you're going to have to decide for yourself, and you can request both of those at any of our branches. So I hope you enjoy The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein as much as I did. Thanks. I'm Christine Clear, one of the Youth Services Library Associates, and my home branch is Franklin. Being in Youth Services, I don't get to recommend things from the adult section very often. I can finally talk about my favorite author, Drew Hayes, 
who has multiple fantastic comedic series that are available in audiobook format through Hoopla. There's Fred the Vampire Accountant, which is, unsurprisingly, about an accountant named Fred who gets turned into a vampire one night. Instead of turning into a bloodthirsty monster, he switches over to night hours and continues his accounting work. Over the course of the series, we see the different groups of people and creatures he encounters and helps, and not just with their finances. Fred is very deadpan, but there are some heartwarming sections as well as a lot of great humor. The first book in another series is NPCs. The book begins with a group of people playing a game much like Dungeons & Dragons. Unfortunately, they aren't very good, and all of their characters drop dead in a tavern. We switch perspectives to the NPCs, or non-player characters, in said tavern, who now must deal with a pile of bodies and the quest they were supposed to be on. This is a very good introduction to the world of D&D if you've always been interested in the game. My favorite series is the Superpowered series. In this world, there are people with superpowers, or supers, and people with powers that they cannot control, such as someone who teleports uncontrollably whenever he sneezes. These people are called Powereds. The series follows five Powereds, who are turned into supers via a new secret procedure. These five also enroll in the Hero Certification Program. So we have five kids learning how to control their superpowers, how to become certified heroes, and how to get through college all at the same time. I like to say it's X-Men plus the Incredibles, but in college, with college themes and language, so take that as you will. This series is also complete with four main books and a spin-off, and is almost 180 hours long. Drew is currently working on the second book in the Villains Code series. In this, we have people with superpowers again, but with different mechanics and a completely separate world from superpowers. That series was meant to take place in a more realistic world, and this is more comic-based. And we focus on the villain side of the equation this time. Forging Hephaestus mostly follows the darker side of superheroes, as well as the cover stories heroes and villains must use to be able to function in normal society. Drew Hayes includes logic and consequences and fantastic one-liners, so give him a try. He also has incredible readers for his audiobooks. Did I mention he's published all of these books plus a few more, since 2013. To quote the musical Hamilton, the man is nonstop. Well, I guess that does it for our third episode. Yeah. If anybody wants to reach us, they can email us at librarylines at sussexcountylibrary.org. For Regina Bone and Jerry Galante, we'll see you guys next time. So long. <laughs>